Welcome to No Filler. I'm Quentin. And I'm Travis. And it's our next What You Heard episode. We're kicking this one off with a brand new single from Animal Collective. This song is called Prester John. So Q, you're you're more familiar with Animal Collective's entire catalog than me, right? Not really, dude. I, I kind of well, let's put it this way: my my only true um, exposure to them is Mary Weather Post Pavilion. I mean, I know we li- we did an episode on song tongues together, but um, you you've listened to uh, to to at least three or four of their records pretty intimately, right? Yeah. Yes, but Mary Weather Post Pavilion is is the last one that I listened to all the way through. I've heard singles and, and random songs are there since then. I guess what what I was the point I was trying to make was that this sounds different to me. Like I mean, would you say that this aligns more with some of their earlier stuff or I mean it's not. It's it's it sounds like a new a new animal collective. Yeah, this one is more like melody driven. It's it's got way more of like a like a traditional song structure, much like uh, the songs on Merriweather. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I, this is really, this sounds great, man. That song is awesome. I, yeah, I love it, dude. I love it. It sounds almost like 60s, like a 60s kind of vibe to it. And I think that's the way that they harmonize with their voices that, that can kind of 
nod back to the 60s, but a lot of the song kind of reminded me of like the 60s psychedelic stuff. I mean, Noah Lennox, aka Panda Bear, his vocals and the way he harmonizes, you know, whether he's harmonizing with himself when he's just doing Panda Bear or if he's harmonizing alongside A.V. Terror. Yeah, dude, he, he always reminds me of like, kind of like Beach Boys kind of harmonizing. He's got one of the best voices, man, in, in, in indie music. I love Noah, dude. Or just rock in general. I love his voice. So when does the full record drop? So this is, according to this AV Club article, this is going to be their 11th studio album. That is crazy. Yeah, All right. And uh, this is their, quote, quarantine album. They wrote it over the course of 2020. And the album's called Time Skiffs, and it should be dropping on February 4th. Okay. So we might get, a, might get another single or two before then. Yeah, dude, I can't wait, man. So this single drop was great timing, man. Just in time to be our intro for this What You Heard. And very soon, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be covering Meriwether Post Pavilion, which, as Travis said, is the only album of theirs that he's intimately familiar with. Yeah, I listened to that quite a bit. And we went, we went and saw him live, you know, during that tour. Probably one of the best shows I've seen. If I go back and look at all the, all the shows from that era, that one stood out to me. Definitely, dude. Uh, and then after that, Right after we do Merryweather, we're going to cover my favorite Panda Bear record, Person Pitch. So that's going to be a great couple of weeks, dude. Yeah, awesome. All right, so that was Animal Collective's brand new single, Prester John. And it's our next What You Heard, dude. This is our What You Heard for the month of November. I started us off last week. I'm not, you know what, dude? I'm not going to explain what What You Heard is anymore, yeah, you know? Yeah, We're 11... What your herds into 2021. If you don't know what it is, just, you know, you'll figure it out. And we've plastered them all over our Instagram account the last month or two. So, yeah, all you got to know is you're about to hear 10 songs from 10 different bands. You know, I will say there's a small chance that, that, that one of these days we will both bring the same artist. One of these days we might bring the same song. That would be something, dude. <laughs> but no, with with certain uh, one particular song on my track list, there's there's a chance that you brought another track from from them. But we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, on tonight's episode. Tonight's episode, yeah. All right, we'll see. So you are starting us off, dude. What you got for us? What you been hurting? Well, first off, Q, I told myself I would bring this up because this is a music podcast, and I talk about soundtracks. If you haven't seen the Dune film. Go check it out, if only to hear the soundtrack, because it is an amazing score. I just wanted to put that out there. This is a music podcast. We would be remiss, you not to talk about the amazing score on the new Dune film. I, I have this sort of um, ongoing joke between a coworker and myself that he's in the Hans Zimmer camp. And I'm in the John Williams camp as far as like, who's the greatest movie composer of all time? Because come on, John Williams gets that title, right, Q? I, I'm not, I don't have a hat in this ring, dude. But yeah, but here's, here, here's all I got to know, dude. Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, fucking Star Wars, okay? Yeah. There's no, there's no competition, right? But. Well, what has Hans Zimmer done? Batman. He's only done Batman. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. He's done a ton of shit. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think he, you know, he, he's known for like. You know the um, the Inception. He did Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So he he just has. I mean, I will say he has a wider range compared to John Williams. Totally different vibes. I got you. Well, I think I know what you're getting at, dude. This 
This Dune soundtrack is Hans Zimmer. Yeah, his his stock is going up for me, dude. Cool. You can't beat John Williams, but uh, this is a, a damn good soundtrack and a really awesome film. So go see it if you haven't. You don't need me to tell you that. Um, it's getting a lot of love right now. So, all right, let's kick off our What You Heard track list here. You know, last month we were we were floating on cloud nine the whole time. Yes, yes. Very blissful ambient stuff yeah and, and that really was reflective of what i was listening to um so it's not like i purposely tried not to bring any tracks like that just to mix it up right me neither but yeah we're, we're gonna take a we're gonna take some 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 left turns quite a bit throughout my list at least i'm gonna be taking right turns dude so okay all right i'm gonna shut up and we're gonna talk about this for once here. <laughs> all right so here's a a, a band from the 90s uh, uh, i don't even remember how i stumbled upon this they're a band called Calm from California. Very, very short-lived, but they were kind of a, um, you know, that uh, post-punk, post-emo, alt-rock, not grunge, right? But like the kind of hardcore type of stuff, right? That was happening in the 80s and whatnot. So they're kind of in that camp. Um, and I'm going to play a track off of an EP that they put out in... 95 and then um yeah let me just play the track and then we'll talk about it a little bit more so this song is called demons reloading such a beautiful diseased trigger pull this trigger <laughs> if that's not an emo i know title i know <laughs> yeah um that that's the name of the track dude i didn't come up with it all right here we go this was 95 yes how long had they been around by that time not long at all okay you know they formed in 94 they put this out in 95 they were done by 96 so they were like they came and went and just that was it man i wonder if they were in you know what what kind of bands they were in before this group or if if they played in a lot of bands before this because this sounds just like what was happening in 93 94 you know, like on the more 
shoegaze side of the grunge coin, you know? Well, uh, yeah, one of the band band members, or I think the, the, the main guy went on to form this band called Mohinder. But yeah, let me read this little snippet here, which I think is a good, this is, so they have a band camp page. It looks like they re-released all the stuff. Maybe maybe they put it out on a, a new label or something like that, but they re-released all three of their their EPs that they put out. You know, they came together, put put this music out, and either went on to other groups or, or, or what have you, right? Anyway, Calm surfaced in the mid-90s to feed on the wage-depressed suburban Gen X malaise. That's, I think that's a really long way of saying grunge. It, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, right? And, and that guitar riff is uh, is grunge-like for sure. Grunge spawned from, from that, like... The Gen X malaise, right? Yeah, right, exactly. So the, uh, let me continue this here. Uh, the trio of Clay Parton, Albert... Menduno and Indian Summers' Mark Bianchi ripped off a six-song EP of chugging riffs, thunderous drums, and muted vocals. And then I just love this dude. They have a their bio, their short bio on their Bandcamp page says, "Calm is a Polaroid still waiting to be developed." I fucking love that dude. Ooh, I like that. You know, they came and went really quickly, and and had they maybe stuck together, they could have gone on to, to, to make a, a lot of great music but um anyway that was um a band called calm uh and that song was called demons reloading such a beautiful disease trigger pull this trigger i don't know i mean why would you why would you do that <laughs> to yourself <laughs> all right anyway all right q i'm gonna throw it to you so uh, i've started us off with some some 90s post-punk so so what are you gonna do where are you gonna take it all right so I have been skimming through this book called Mad World, an oral history of new wave artists and songs that defined the 1980s. And it's really cool, dude. Each each chapter is a different song by a different artist. And they cover everything from like New Order, The Smiths, Tears for Fears, Echo and the Bunnymen, Flock of Seagulls, Thompson Twins, and quite a few other bands that I hadn't heard of before. And they interview the artists and talk about specifically about one song from the group. And then with each chapter, they have like this little mixtape section, and they have five other songs that would fit either in that style of music or fit in like the area of the UK or whatever where the band is from. Anyways, so uh, one of the artists they cover is Gary Newman and, of course, uh, Cars, right? Are you playing another Gary Newman track? Not another Gary Newman track, but I am bringing an artist that is featured on his mixtape. Okay. Which was called Five More Synthetic Songs Filled with Paranoia and Alienation. And this is a track by an artist named Thomas Lear. I'm going to play a song of his called Looks That Kill from an album of his called Contradictions that came out in 1982. All right, here we go. Again, this is Looks That Kill. Come and go 
like the synth Some tasty keys dude yeah i like the synth quite a bit that particular synth sound you didn't really hear too much in, in new wave that particular synth sound like that very specific one it was more funky yeah i keep going back to prince's uh Minneapolis Minia- 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 yeah, sound. It's always hard to say that. Minneapolis sound. <laughs> i always say it wrong Minneapolis. Minia- Minia- yeah add, add another in Minneapolis sound but that's what that reminds me of yeah, the blending of the, of the like the new wave with the funk. Yeah, exactly. So when did the when did that record come out? Nineteen eighty five. No, sorry, nineteen eighty two. Eighty two. All right. Well, Q, I've got a perfect segue from that. Awesome. And this is a brand spanking new track from a band that we've talked about quite a bit on this show called Parquet Courts. Oh, dude, yeah, I haven't listened to their new album yet. It's good. Actually, I've heard a single, and it's it's not as uh, punk as their old stuff. Yeah. Yes. That's that. That's kind of what makes this record different. Is um, they they're kind of doing a little bit more of a dancey kind of thing. They're experimenting more with um, dance, electronic type stuff. Cool. And I will just say one. I will say one thing, dude. And I I know that I do this all the damn time. I always compare bands to Talking Heads, but that is all I heard when I listened to this new record and this song in particular. You can't escape the the comparison, the David Byrne comparison. So anyway, yeah, so I'm going to play a track off of their brand new record that just dropped like a few days ago from when we recorded this episode, at least. Uh, this is a band out of New York called Parquet Courts. Again, we've talked about them before. Brand new record called Sympathy for Life. And I'm going to play a song called Plant Life. Thank you. 
Yeah, it's really cool that they got David Byrne to <laughs> to sing with him on that. Right. <laughs> right. Like I said, you can't. You just can't escape it. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, that that spoken word kind of kind of thing there. It's. I mean, that's David Byrne all the way. And even the the tone of his voice, he sounds like David Byrne. The rhythm and everything that sounds like the 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 Afrobeat orchestra, whatever they whatever they call it on, yeah. on Remain in Light. Yeah, it's not just the the voice, the the the, the way the bass sound um, seems to me very like Remain in Light, which is the record that we talked about. I mean, the comparison, you know, it's not Afrobeat like. Remain in Light was sure, but like as far as like percussively, yeah. But but apparently this record was um, born out of a lot of like improvisation and stuff like that. So that's very much like Remain in Light, right? Cool. Uh, so yeah, it's, I'm not I'm not saying it as a bad thing. Up, I'll take any band that wants to, to to sound like Talking Heads, right? But it's it's kind of a a um, it, it's different. Like this is this is a different kind of sound for parquet chords. So they're kind of being a little bit more experimental, a little more dancey, like I was saying. Yeah. The only album of theirs that I really know and love is Light Up Gold, which is, I mean, almost 10 years old. <laughs> so yeah. I haven't really listened to a lot of their newer stuff. But yeah, that was great. Girls with the English Accents. That's a song I like. I like uh, Stoned and Starving. I think Stoned that's the starving. one that we put on our, our Best of 2010 playlist. Best of the 2010s, yeah. So I don't know if we've ever mentioned this, dude, but, but we used to run in the same circles as... Um, Andrew Savage, the lead singer. Wait a second. He used to he used to be at uh, like a Ditton Ditton house parties and stuff that 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 we would go to. Was he in uh, Ferguson Geronimo? Yeah, yeah, he was. He, he was okay. Cool. Yeah, he was. He was. You know, one half of of Ferguson Geronimo. Nice. I saw them. I, I saw them play a show at um, Rubber Gloves. Oh, I was there with you, dude. I think we went with Josh. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. And dude. We may or may not have Josh on on the next week's episode. Yeah, we'll see. But, um, yeah, this guy that that uh, we've mentioned a few times, like he he was you know the co-founder, if you want to call him that, of New Dust. Anyway, Andrew Savage of of Parquet Chords. Uh, yeah, he 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 was in Denton. Well, yeah, it's like when I look at his face, it's like yeah, of course there he is. Yeah, it's that guy, right? Anyway, now he's uh now he's in this big time band, Parquet Chords. You know. That's getting a lot of lot of love, man. Didn't he used to wear like big thick rim glasses when he was in Ferguson? Oh, yeah. Geronimo? Who didn't? Who didn't? <laughs> Especially in Denton, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, cool. all right, Q, I'm gonna throw it back to you. What you got? Oh, which one should I go with, dude? All right, so this is an artist I just discovered yesterday. It's an artist called Pix P I X X. And she's like this, I don't know, man, like synth pop, um, kind of punky, like punk pop, psych rock. It's hard to, to pin her down, dude. And I, I haven't really listened to this whole album, but I'm a big fan of, of, of the few songs that I listened to. So this album came out in 2019. It's called Small Mercies. And um, yeah, I'm just, I got to let the music speak for itself, dude. You got to help me help me pin down this this style okay so again her she goes by pix p-i-x-x you can probably hear my dog being derpy in the background he really wants me to pet him so he's trying to get get my attention can you you hear that yeah all right uh the album is called small mercies and this is actually the uh title track 
I'll tell you what the style is, Q. Fun. <laughs> it's just a fun song, dude. Yeah, man. Um, that synth, that synth melody thing is 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 catchy as hell, dude. That is fucking awesome. There is a song in particular, and I don't have the track name off the top of my head. I'm sorry to all the uh, Pink Floyd fans out there that are just screaming at me right now because there's a song on uh dark side of the moon that sounds just like that oh i know what you mean yeah 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 Yeah. what song is it dude i don't know (laughs) okay well (laughs) i never really got into pink floyd there i said it (sighs) me neither whoops and now we've lost like a quarter of our listeners no no no. here's the thing that that is an opportunity for us to do an episode on pink floyd true because we could totally do it i'm not saying i don't like them I've just never given them a fair shot, I don't think, beyond the songs everybody knows. The last time I, I listened to Dark Side of the Moon all the way through was back in my stoner days in Austin. As soon That's as like we, required listening, right? Well, listen, as soon as we heard that if you sync up Dark Side of the Moon with Wizard of Oz, the songs flow along with the movie, we were all on top of that, dude. And there was dude, this- uh, Is it true? I mean, it's pretty when you're high enough, dude. It, sure. No, actually, there, there are some moments but, where- But like, was it- intentional they did that on purpose no 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 no. okay so somebody how do you figure that out (laughs) who pushed play on dark side of the moon right when they pushed play on wizard of oz somebody probably just saw that the runtime was similar that's yeah that's part of it anyway that's cool but there's actually so there's i gotta just give a shout out to i don't even know if this video store is still around but uh do you remember i i hearts video yeah in austin yep they had a like a vhs dark side of Oz, where someone just had oh, it clever yeah they just had it um already done so anyways that was the last time i listened to dark side of the moon and that was like 15 years ago or something youtube like destroyed any of that kind of stuff like nobody's gonna that just goes on youtube now that kind of thing nobody's gonna put a vhs tape out of that but cities like you know, austin there's still love for for brick and mortar keep austin weird old right? video stores yeah anyways um yeah, that's what I was reminded of as soon as I heard that synth line. Again, the artist is Pix, and the album is called Small Mercies. And um, yeah, dude, I'll pass it back to you. What you got? All right, Q. As promised to you privately, I am bringing some metal. Finally. It's been a while since we've done some metal on this show. And it's that time of the year, man. I listened to metal in October. Metal and horror... Just goes hand in hand. I've said that before. So I just found myself in the mood for metal in October. So um, this band, these guys are awesome. They got a lot of buzz with their first record um, that came out in 2018 called T or or Two. I'm probably not pronouncing it right. But this this band is called Alien Weaponry. And the reason they had so much buzz behind them is because at the time they were probably, I, I think, like 17, 18 years old. These guys were really young. It's three guys. I think two of them are brothers. Um, yeah, two brothers, the drummer and the guitarist and singer. What made them so um, interesting is how they incorporated their native language, their native indigenous language into their lyrics and stuff like that. I love when bands do that. So um, they're New Zealanders, right? And so um, basically they would combine thrash metal, which is like you know, Metallica, Slayer, stuff like that with um, groove metal and stuff like that. And the lyrics, like I was saying earlier, I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly, but their native in- indigenous language, Tere Miaui. 
I didn't say that right. I liked it. I actually watched the YouTube video to hear somebody pronounce it. And I, I can't. My mouth doesn't do it. Don't worry, man. I've got a song coming up that it's the most it's the most ridiculous word. Okay. In the history of of any word. So. All right. Well, anyway, um, they put out a brand new record in September called Tang Tango Tangaroa. Tangaroa. That sounds right. Tangaroa. Tangaroa. I like that album cover. Yeah, it's dope, right? And I'm gonna play a song where you can hear them actually saying some words in in that that uh, indigenous language. It's really cool. I might let this play out a little bit because it's just a dope ass song. All right, this song is called Hatupatu. actually going to play two clips cube if you'll permit me but sure what do you think so far i can get behind that dude of course you can for sure now uh, you know an ongoing joke on the show is that quentin is not a listener of, of metal and so anytime i get the opportunity i'm you know i'm trying to bring him into the fold right so i don't seek it out yeah i try to be careful with my picks you know i think i brought like the last time i brought metal to what you heard was mashuga and i think i scared you away I can't do it, man. I can't well, do it. <laughs> I've been digging on Meshuga the last... And I've been listening to Gojira, this other gent uh, band. Anyway, what did you think of this? Though? You liked it, right? I mean, how yeah. cool... I love... There's something about the... You know, they're kind of doing like a chant, almost like a war chant type thing is what it sounds like. I know that I could be way off on that, but that's what it sounds the like. The cadence and like the the rhythm of their language. Yeah. It just... It, it fits perfectly with 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 the metal sound you know uh there's a, a very well-known um another thrash band called sepultura that did something very similar where they would bring in like their native language kind of thing so th- these guys are definitely like picking up the torch for for that band because they've been around since the 80s sepultura 
let's take a quick break. All right, I'm going to play another clip here because there's something that happens, dude. I think I, I, I saw God when I heard the song the first time, <laughs> which I don't see him ever, right? I had a religious experiment experience. Had a religious, <laughs> had a religious experience, Q, and we'll see. I'm just going to push play again, and, and then I'm going to see you um, ascend upward when it hits a certain... And this is the same song. Same song. I just want to play. Uh, there's a really cool thing that happens. Uh, sort of a breakdown in the middle here. All right, here we go. Again, this is Hatu Patu by Alien Weaponry. good shit dude it's hard not to like it right all right q so now that you've um admitted that you like that what are you gonna what what metal are you gonna listen to next well i just let me tell you what i liked about it okay okay? so this will help you out maybe i can point you in the right direction of another a similar band and maybe i don't know what i'm talking about but the way that they harmonize with each other Uh uh-huh that feels more like 80s metal Mm, okay can you help me out there? Um, Do you know what I mean? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, thrash, thrash form, you know, started in the eighties, so like thrash metal. Okay. Yeah, points back to the eighties. I mean, honestly, there's not. I mean, look, dude, I've, there's probably not a decade that encompasses that style of harmonizing in metal. But I, I enjoyed the harmonizing. I would say that their vocal style isn't, at least that harmony part isn't mm-hmm. isn't uniquely metal. That's just a kind of a rock. Sound. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, maybe that's why, why you liked it because it's not – what you didn't like about Meshuggah was the voice, right? Yes. You can't get behind the voice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, these guys don't really sing with the, the, the you know, the, 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 the guttural, you know, gravelly screaming kind of thing that most people don't – can't get beyond, right, with metal. So. Right. It's an acquired taste. I did like the uh... – I liked the thrashiness of it. Yeah, the the yes, dude. That's why you listen to metal, man, for the <laughs> for the thrashing. Um, if you like thrash, that is. But yeah, go check that out, dude. If you like that, you'll probably like the rest of the record. It's called Tenga uh, Tenga Ora Teng, Tenga Tenga Roa, something like that. You know what? I'm not New Zealand, a New Zealander. Okay. Uh, anyway, again, that was Alien Weaponry. I'm gonna send it back to you, Q. What you got? All right, dude. It's time for a 180. It's okay. been a while since we've done one. Uh, basically, anytime, anytime metal gets played, it's back-to-back 
180s, right? Because that's true. That was a 180 from your last pick, big time, that synth pop thing. And then obviously you're not going to be able to follow it up with metal. So no, dude, I'm following up with. Uh, one half of air. I was going to say, I recognize that dude's face. Right? (laughs) Yeah, dude. So, air, right? We've talked about them plenty of times on this podcast. Huge, huge fan of their record, Talkie Walkie, uh, which came out in 2004. So, they're that French pop electronic duo. Uh, Turns out, Nicholas or Nicolas Godin has been doing some solo stuff. Uh, he had an album that came out in 2015, which was his first solo record. And he just dropped another one last year called Concrete and Glass. And I got to give a shout out to the TV show that's on Hulu right now, uh, Seven Perfect Strangers. Uh, it features a song of his from this album called What Makes Me Think About You. And when I heard it, I thought, you know what? That sounds a lot like those those robot sexy boys from from France. And sure enough, it's Nicolas Godin. Uh, I mean, no one does it better than them, dude. You know what? They do the robot voice better than Daft Punk. There, I said it. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, So as soon as I realized who it was, I pressed play on the album, and it is fantastic. He has a lot of guest vocalists on it, and honestly, the ones, my favorite songs on this record are the ones that are just his uh compositions uh so we're gonna play track nine on this record you're gonna love this dude you're gonna love it all right i'm ready so this one's called and dude speaking of turning left and right today on this episode the song's called turn right turn left Mm. Turn right. 
awesome, dude. Yeah, you're right. I did love that. I love his music, man. Yeah, that was great. I I wonder what uh, directions, like where does that take you? You know, you have to know where to start from, but that's pretty cool. He basically just took, you know, his... his, um, well, his Tom Tom, you remember those? Yeah, and uh, yeah, dude, made it a song out of it. That's really cool. But I love the bass, that freaking that smooth bass that he, and then the strings. That's like classic era, right? Right. That's what I was gonna say. Like this album, the whole album, really reminds me of uh, Talkie Walkie, which is you know, because I mean, errors all over the place. You know, they've been around forever, um, but like Moon Safari, Talkie Walkie, like that era era of air (laughs) is is the air that i love and clearly nicholas godin has a lot to do with that because this is his solo stuff and it sounds a lot like it so dude since you played two clips of uh it's only fair that's not (laughs) um i know i know (laughs) i just want to play a little bit of the song that i heard on um on that tv show you'll hear why my ears were perked dude because i'm like hey this kind of sounds like air so this song is it's from the same album. It's called What Makes Me Think About You. nothing i mean what what can you say besides praise you know <laughs> just a fun song yeah man it's it's the the instrumentation yeah like that's the, what the, stands just out just the music yeah dude that's that's what he's all about the man. bass again it's that french pop like it sounds like yeah that 60s like what was that what's the name of that like yeah yeah i hate saying it but that's what it is dude yeah yeah that french pop from the 60s yeah dude it, it reminds me of that that stuff totally all right man so that was nicholas godin a couple songs off of his album from last year concrete and glass 
Passing it back to you, brother. What you got? All right, Q. I'm going to take us back to the 90s again. And uh, we talked about this band when we did our Pixies episode a few weeks back. Um, I'm talking, of course, about The Breeders, which is Kim Deal, bass player for The Pixies, with um, this other uh, artist named Tanya Donnelly, who at the time uh, was in a band called Throwing Muses. What's The Breeders' mega hit? uh, Cannonball. Which you would know it if you heard it. Okay. Um, Awesome song. Cannonball is, is just one of those like mega mega hits from the 90s right but anyway um i went back and i wanted to listen to their debut record so this is the one that was put out while she was still in the pixies right and um oh dude i'm just looking at it now that they did a cover of happiness is a warm gun yeah and it is it is that's cool it's a faithful cover of the song but anyway um this record pod got um quite a bit of interest after uh a fellow by the name of Kurt Cobain cited it as one of his all-time favorite albums. So you want to talk about an endorsement, right? Dude, I'm seeing uh, Courtney Barnett also says it's a it was a huge influence for her. What more do you need to know? And when <laughs> I listened to this uh, all the way through, I was like, man, this was, I don't know. It, it, it's, it kind of sounds ahead of its time a little it bit. 1990? 1990. All right, let's do it. Man. All right, so I'm going to play Stoked. a song... This is track two. It's called Doe. I loved it, man. That part at the very end was really cool. Yeah, it's great. Reminded me of uh, of some Pixie stuff. I wonder how many songs she co-wrote in Pixies. Well, you know, I think um, Black Francis or whatever. Part of the reasons that sh- that she left or that Pixies like dissolved and stuff is because he he was very, you know, controlling of yeah. the songs and stuff like that. So he, I don't think he he let her contribute much, but. Um, also, I want to I want to bring this up because I actually was thinking about this when I was sort of going through like what I was going to say about this record and stuff. I think it's actually wrong for me to say that it's ahead of its time. Like what I mean by that is that you can hear 
the influence on so many indie bands yeah. that came in the 2000s. So it's not really right to say that it was ahead of its time because that makes it seem like, oh, it was ahead of its time. It didn't get the recognition that it wanted. Like they were so like ahead that people didn't really appreciate it, right? So it's the wrong way to say it. What I'm saying is like, sure, you can hear how influential this band was, right? It's uh, Yeah, it's, a, it's an album with a sound that had like staying power yeah. as far as like its influence on future musicians for decades dude it's such a it's a great record man pull it up and hit play it's one of those records that it's just a blast to listen to from start to finish you know it's it's listed on many different publications like best of the 90s greatest albums of all time that kind of stuff so cool yeah i haven't listened to it man and i mean in case you care it's one of kurt cobain's favorite records it seems like that was the only praise that mattered at the time so anyway all right, that was The Breeders. That was their very first record called Pod. came out in 1990. That song was called Doe. And I'll throw it back to you, Q. What you got? So this is a Italian new wave electronic music duo, Chrisma. They've been around since 1976, if you can believe it, as far as like new wave goes. I was shocked when I found out when this song came out. It's very like punk rock but it's like it's kind of like this dark synthy punk stuff. Uh, dark synthy, dark punky synth pop. And speaking of Hans Zimmer, dude, I already love the record. <laughs> speaking of Hans Zimmer, uh, their third album, Cathode Mama, features Hans Zimmer on synthesizer. Whoa, hello. Uh, but we're playing a song from their debut album called Chinese Restaurant, and I don't have the the. I'm not gonna have the track number here because i mean no one cares anyways because i can't find it right now and i don't have my spotify open but we're gonna play a song off of chinese restaurant from a band called chrisma this came out in 1977 the song is called black silk stocking A feeling when she's waking in the morning Black silk stocking, black silk stocking Put your hand inside it and she'll tell you what to find it Black silk stocking, black silk stocking And when she is not talking, be sure she wants some rocking Black silk stocking, black silk stocking If you're not into rocking, you're best to keep on walking Black silk stocking, black silk stocking You think she's going to leave you, but she's only want to see you in her Black silk stocking, black silk stocking Her spell is captivating Black silk stocking Black silk stocking Provoking we flash flash Please stop smoking Black silk stocking Black silk stocking Oh baby no one's loving your degeneration Black silk stocking Black silk stocking Oh baby baby 
I really enjoyed that. It, it, it sounded very similar to your track a, a couple artists ago. I put it in the same the same vein. Oh, picks. Yeah. As far as like synthy with, with you know similar kind of voice, kind of dark synthy stuff. Yeah, I liked it. What I liked about it, and and this whole album, I haven't listened to other ones, but this whole album, Chinese Restaurant, a lot of these songs just kind of extremely repetitive. You know what I mean? Like there's, mm-hmm. it was just the same kind of drive the whole I, time. Yeah, I thought, dude, that was catchy as hell. Yeah, and I like how like just kind of brood no, is brooding the right word dude uh i wish we should we need to get david brown yeah let's call david brown real quick <laughs> see what he would say yeah. but i like his her like whispery kind of vocal delivery you know it's just kind of it made it f- kind of feel like noir like smoky you know like mysterious yeah no it's got that vibe to it but i guess that's the dark synth type thing you're talking about i'm just gonna say it dude haunting uh <laughs> <laughs> anyways dude Great record. Again, 1977 is when that came out. The band is called Charisma. Uh, this is it, dude. This is our last two tracks coming up. Yes. So I have a good one, dude. Another another new track. This is an Icelandic uh, pop band. Icelandic, um, kind of like a dream pop type thing. And uh, these guys go by Supersport. That sounds familiar. I don't know why it does, but... I figured it would because they have been featured on Seattle's KEXP, which, as we all know, you are an avid listener. Yeah, I've probably heard them on there. So, um, anyway, yeah, these guys are called Supersport. They are kind of known for, like, this collaborative um, way of, of writing music. Um, so they, they bring in a bunch of other artists, right, that they work with. And so this track that I'm bringing off of their brand new record, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce, Q, but here we go. I'm going to try it. Veer Degar. Oh, dude, you just completely skipped over that T. That's a bold move. You know, I saw that T and I said, that T has got to be silent. That's got to be a silent T. But I might <laughs> be wrong on that. Uh, Veer Degar. I like, okay, we'll go with that. And uh, this song in particular. Dude, that's one of the hardest languages to, to Icelandic to pronounce. Yeah. Well, dude, we're, we're we're bringing all sorts of stuff today, dude. They've got like words that are the entire alphabet. I'm trying to say words from this ind- indigenous New Zealand tribe. You remember what I told you, man? That I'm bringing a song that has the most ridiculous word known. Is to that man. the next track? Yeah, it is. That's my last track, dude. So, so I think I know the episode title. <laughs> it's going to be the hard to pronounce edition. All right, so here we go. This song is called Upisofa, and the artist that collaborated with them is a female singer songwriter dream popper uh named koala so i am not sure uh my guess is koala is is the vocals that we're gonna be hearing here but yeah here we go super sport it's a song called upa sofa off their brand new record veer degar
Some jammy jams, dude. I can get down with that all day. All day. Isn't Bjork Icelandic? I think so. Just getting some Bjork vibes. Probably just because the the language. But um, yeah, a lot of cool, cool things happen in that song. A lot of, like you said, that's a jam, you know, right there. Smooth jam. I love the the little, um, you know, little instrumental ditty in the middle there. Um, it had some like seventies, like I don't know, like whitest boy alive kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, very dreamy. Um, this would have been a good addition to last month's what you heard for sure. If you like this song and you didn't listen to last month's what you heard, the whole like you know, accidentally every track that we brought kind of fit into that vibe. So anyway, all right, Q. Well, again, that was a band called super sport. Yeah. We've said this uh, several times throughout this year. This is a, uh, there's been a lot of great music that's come out this year. Uh, dude, my list of, of favorites so far that I need to sift through is massive. Yeah. It, it sounds like a lot of musicians, a lot of groups, um, uh, used uh the pandemic you know 2020 to buckle down and write some music that's what happened with these guys i was reading about it that they you know they came out with some music um in like in 2018 2019 and then when the pandemic hit they just like jumped on it and like wrote a bunch of new music like in quarantine type stuff so many bands that that put music out this year that's what they did you know what i mean they took advantage of the lockdown you're in lockdown yeah yeah what what better time to 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 create art, you know? And you know what, dude? A lot of shit went down the last year, last year and a half. Yes, a lot of a lot of stuff to write about. Absolutely. All right, Q, you're gonna close us out. What do you got? All right, dude, I've got a really fun one. So this is an artist. He's an extremely popular artist, apparently in Italy. He is an actor and musician. Uh, his name's. Adriano Silentano. And uh, back in 1972, he wrote a song in gibberish inspired by American English. The song is intended to sound to its Italian audience as if it is sung in English, spoken with an American accent, designed to be Bob Dylan-esque. However, the lyrics are deliberately unintelligible gibberish with the exception of a few words. So he really just wrote a song that kind of is what English sounds like to people that don't speak English. And, you know, it's kind of a novelty song, but it's a freaking banger, dude. I mean, I've had this song in my head since I heard it a couple days ago. Uh, it's fucking great. And I mean, look at, look at what I've, what I've got myself up against, dude. Look at this fucking word. Um, that's an actual word, huh? Well, I think this is part of the gibberish that okay. we made up. <laughs> But he, he says it right at the beginning of the song, so I've heard it a million times. Well, let's just let him say it, dude. And I've been practicing. Okay. okay. I want to hear so it. So again, this is an artist. His name is Adriano Silentano. This is a song of his from 1972. The song is called Prison Colonin Sinine Kielso. That's the best I mean, I I'll, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll applaud that. All right, thanks. You hit all the, wor- all the letters. I I heard hey, all of them. Just get ready, dude. Just get ready. Okay. That's what he says. Okay. All right. Prison cold in ancient night, you all. You're the cold maze, say one. Prison cold in ancient night, you all. All right.
No, dude. How did you stumble upon this again? It was on Reddit, and it was like a, a there was like a, a music video, or I think it was from like an old one of those old like uh, top of the pops kind of shows where you know it's like a live performance. Yeah, and it's just it, it's like a, a one minute clip of this song, and I'm like I have to find out who this is. Like it, the the artist wasn't mentioned in the post or anything. Luckily, in the comment section, people were like, oh, that's. That's prison calling needs to be a single. It's pretty good. So yeah, dude, I fucking love it, man. I loved his. Uh, I'm reading that that was his wife. Yeah, the female vocalist that chimed in. Uh huh. That was cool. Again, like that. This sounds very much like that French pop kind of stuff from the 70s. Dude, interesting. Under the genre, proto rap. That's interesting. The, pre- the predecessor to rap. Oh, that is interesting. I bet we could spend a whole episode on figuring out where that rabbit hole leads. But um, I think it probably just means like the the, the spoken word, yeah, uh, style that he delivered the, the lyrics like before hip hop and rap took off, right? So he says here the intent was to demonstrate the idea that while many Italians loved authentic English language songs, not many knew English well enough to understand what the authentic songs lyrics meant. He says, ever since I started singing, I was very influenced by American music and everything Americans did. So at a certain point, because I like American slang, which for a singer is much easier to sing than Italian, I thought that I would write a song which would only have as its theme the inability to communicate. And to do this, I had to write a song where the lyrics didn't mean anything. That's awesome. Yeah. Didn't uh, the our, our boys from Kings of Convenience say something similar? That's why they oh, write yeah. in English because right, it's just like easier. it's easier to to write like express expressions of like love and stuff, yeah. love songs and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. So I'm not going to say the name of that song again, but it'll be on our playlist. I'm just glad that I don't include the song name in the Instagram <laughs> graphic that I put oh yeah did for what yeah. you heard. But no, he was, dude, he was doing like a Bob, like Bob Dylan meets Elvis Presley or something. Yeah, interesting. 
anyways yeah that was that was that was really uh dude you you heard it here, only here. <laughs> this song's everywhere dude okay right. All right. like over you know in pop culture it's been in a bunch of movies and films so yeah dude i thought that would be a fun way to finish finish yeah. this off here and fun. you know what we didn't we haven't gotten any uh suggestions for an outro song so i think we do though we do we do oh now, let me see if i can pull it up again okay a redditor on the shoegaze subreddit asked for recommendations for doom inspired shoegaze and i said ding 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 because <laughs> we did an episode on doom gaze right uh that was one of my favorite episodes we've ever done actually so yeah basically i just said hey you know i, I responded to the, the subreddit post and i said yeah well, you know i basically dropped the track list from what we covered on the episode and then you know i just was talking to the guy and I was asking him for a recommendation, basically. I told him about what you heard and that, you know, maybe we'll give you a shout out, right? And so he came through. Uh, this guy's name is Matt. Uh, his his uh, screen name is Matt Shoe Zero. So I, I assume that's his name. But anyway, I uh, said, that's so cool. I've been listening to the song many times by Dijon over and over recently. So it sounds like he's been listening to many times, many times. Uh, oh, the song's called Many Times. Yeah, you should have did. <laughs> as long as it's called Many Times, he's been listening to it over and over again. So many, many times. It's have be you good. listened to it? I want to say I did. Okay. And I was expecting Shoegaze. It's not Shoegaze. So turns out just because you post on the Shoegaze subreddit doesn't mean all you listen to is Shoegaze. <laughs> Who would have thought that? Uh, anyway, he also uh, says that he makes music under a project called Lockstep, and I should have followed up with him and asked him for like a song and if I could get a link to a Bandcamp or something like that. But I don't want to make assumptions about this band, Lockstep, that I found on Bandcamp. I don't know that that's him, and I don't want to play a song from a band that's not him. But maybe I'll reach out to him again, tell him that we played his pick, and and see if he wants to you know give me like a song or something like that from his band because that would be kind of cool right? yeah for sure dude but uh, yeah i should have i should have followed up with him on that but anyway so we're going to play his song to close us out his recommendation so again this is a, a, a guy called dijon but yeah we'll, we'll get to that in a second so yeah q next week um i guess is that our is our 200th episode next week yeah dude okay so we've we've teased this a couple times um but yeah, next week, we are going back to the 2000s, the late 2000s into the 2010s, where uh, Q and I had a music blog called New Dust. It's kind of where this whole thing started, man. Yeah. You know? If you think about it, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the era of music blogs. Everybody had a music blog. We were one of countless indie blogs, right? And um, yeah, we, we you know, basically... it. it came up right around the time that the chill wave movement happened. So like washed out and Toro y Moi and the dream pop like wave, right. That happened in the 2010s as well. It was kind of like what the early two thousands was for garage rock. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Where it was, it kind of morphed into its own thing. Cause it's, it, it's not the dream pop, the shoegaze kind of dream pop that's been going on since the 80s. Right. 
or the even to the early '90s kind of shoegaze. It was a whole different thing. Um, and it was, I mean, I feel like that was when like DIY, like bedroom, quote unquote, DIY recordings were happening. So we were getting dozens of emails every week from underground artists just trying to get their music out there, you know, and we, that's what we did. We just, we wrote tiny little write-ups on the artist and, and had the entire song streamable for each post. And we started doing mixtapes and our buddy Josh, who we're hoping to get on to chat with us next week, started putting together New Dust concerts in, uh started in Denton, and then he moved out to D.C. and was starting to do it there. So, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And we're going to bring it's going to be like a what you heard episode. So it's going to be a bunch of tunes and we're bringing nothing but music from our New Dust days. Artists that either reached out to us or artists that we discovered and really liked from back then i have a massive folder on my external hard drive it's just called nudist and it's it's all of the music that at least that i that i had downloaded on my computer from the nudist days so i'm hoping i can find some artists that came to us back then you know what i mean yeah that would be cool and if if we don't find enough artists that uh, like actually reached out to us and stuff we're we're just gonna pick some tunes basically from that era some indie indie stuff from that era and just play, you know, it's, it's going to follow the same format as this episode did the what you heard episodes. So it's just going to be a bunch of tracks. All right. So, uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram. Um, just, just search no filler podcast. You'll find us. And, um, you can also find us on the no filler. Nope. On the Pantheon podcast <laughs> network. That's pantheonpodcast.com where you'll find plenty of other great music-related podcast content. All right, so I'm going to play a song recommended to us by a Redditor. Uh, his name is Matt, I, I can assume that his name is Matt. Um, and, yeah, the song is called Many Times by a artist named Dijon. And, yeah, if you reach out to us on, on Instagram, you could also hear your recommendation played on the show. You know, tell us what you've been listening to. We we are constantly looking to to uh, to connect with our our listeners and and talk about music together. That's what this is all about. That's why we do this. That's why we hit record every week. Exactly. All right, here we go. Uh, this is going to close us out again. This song is called "Many Times" by Dijon. My name is Travis, and I'm Quentin. Talk to y'all next week. There you go again, head low, putting on a show again It's the holidays, how come it always ends this way? You can't take that pressure off you just to put it on me Talking to your friends on the phone, airing our dirty laundry With strawberry, raspberry, candlelight, satellite, television, x-ray vision What's it gonna take for you to listen? Well, you can change your mind now, but you can't change your decision You can change your mind now, but you can't change your decision Cause I... Many times you hurt me so much Many times you hurt me so much There you go again, putting on your own
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 